Welcome. This is Pastor Danny with Word of Faith Family Church in beautiful Lander, Wyoming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I pray you will be energized and strengthened as you listen to God's Word. We're doing this series on honor. And, and today I want to minister something. Um, I want to minister on character, how important character is, but at the same time you can't go into character without talking about integrity. If you, I, 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 let, me, let me read to you what integrity is. Integrity is adherence to moral and ethical principles, soundness of moral character, honesty, the state of being whole and entire or undiminished. If you say uh, on, on something, you could just, you could say, um, um, well, well, let me say this. God used that word when we, when he spoke to my heart about this, uh, this building, when we got this building in 97, 1997, when you, you know the story how God gave me the plan, I woke up one morning and all of a sudden it came and I started writing it down and I gave it to Pastor Nancy and she wrote it down and I took it up to the people. And one of the things the Spirit of the Lord says, and you'll do what you need to do with the building, but don't interrupt the integrity of the building. I'll never forget that. He used that word to me. I heard that in my spirit, the word integrity. Well, integrity, uh, it has to do with people, but it has to do with things and objects as well. If you have something where the integrity of it fails, the part fails, right? or the, or the, the uh, uh, equipment fails or something because of it. Well, guess what? We'll fail too if we, don't, if we don't follow after integrity. But integrity is the adherence of moral and ethical principles, soundness of moral character, honesty, the state of being whole and entire or undiminished. Now I want to read you the, de the uh, uh, description of, uh, of character. It's the aggregate of features and traits that form the individual nature of a person or object. It's their makeup, their moral or ethical qualities, qualities of honesty, courage, and integrity. A person of reference to, a person in reference to qualities of good behavior or personalities. So you can see how the two are very closely tied together. So let me say it like this. A person of good character must first be a person of great integrity. A person of good character must first be a person of great in integrity. It's what happens when nobody's looking. It's what happens when when we don't care if anybody's looking or not. It's what takes place in our life that guides us. It's our moral, it's our moral compass in life that keeps us headed in the right direction when others are going the wrong direction. Even when everybody else says, no, that's the wrong direction, yet it's that integrity of heart that keeps us on the right paths. Well, that's pretty powerful, isn't it? But how many of you know we need a guiding light? Well, there, there needs to be a guide to that. Guess what? It's God. It's His Word. And think about how closely that this ties in with with our, the great reset that we've been doing by spending the set aside designated time for the Word of God, by set aside the specific time to spend in prayer with God, the set aside the specific time in worship unto God. That in itself is looking into God, into his word, and getting that guidance that we need that, that's going to build that structure of integrity within us that's going to cause our character to be right. That's what's going to, that's going to shape us in the position that there's no questions asked, this is what I do in this situation. 
We should never have to say, well, you know, how am I going to react or how am I going to act in this situation? If the heart is right, if the heart is a heart of integrity, then the character that comes out of it will be a natural thing. It's not something, it'll be a, a, a involuntary muscle, so to speak. It works on its own, it works right, and it, it, and it, and it, and it does the right thing even when it seems maybe even wrong at the time. Even when all odds are against that person, yet the integrity is so strong on the inside, it causes the motivation behind that to be proper, to be right, to be pure. Hallelujah. So you can see how these two work together. So if you, hopefully you got a pen and a piece of paper today because I'm going to give you several scriptures and we won't have time to get into them much, but we're going to, just, we're going to go through them pretty quick. We're going to read them. We're going to start first off. Um, in uh, in Psalms, so turn over to Psalms chapter seven, if you want. And if you want, like I said, just write them down. You can go back and read them uh, later. Praise God. Psalms chapter seven, and this has to do with integrity. We're going to um, talk about that first. So, all right, here we go. Psalms chapter seven and verse eight says this: The Lord shall judge the people. Judge me, O Lord according to my righteousness and according to my integrity that is in me. All right, now go over to Psalms 25. Psalms 25, and let's look at verse uh, 21. He says, Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Now let's go down to uh, uh, verse 26. Or chapter 26, and look at verse 1. Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord, therefore I shall not slide. All right, now let's go uh, on down in, in Psalms 26, verse 10. And it says this, it says, In whose hands is mischief, and their right hand... You know, this is not where I wanted to be. 26, 10... Verse 11, but as for me, I will walk in mine integrity, redeem me, and be merciful unto me, for my foot standeth in an, uh, in an even place in the congregation, will I bless the Lord. So, I will walk in mine integrity. You notice, it's not talking about God's integrity, it's ours because we got it from Him, right? All right, let's go to chapter 41. Chapter 41, and let's look at uh, verse 10. It says, But thou, O Lord, be merciful unto me, and raise me up, that I may uh, re requite, or, or it means to, uh, to uh, uh, repay, that I may requite them or repay them. By this I know that thou favorest me, because mine enemy doth not triumph over me, and as for me, thou upholdest me in mine integrity, and settest me before thy face forever. Now let's go over in Proverbs. Just go forward a little bit. Proverbs chapter 11. Hopefully you're writing these down so you can go back and look at them some more. Proverbs 11, verse 3. The integrity of the upright shall guide them but the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. So what? The integrity of the upright. Now let's go on over to uh, Proverbs 20, verse 20. Or chapter 20, verse uh, 7. says, The just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. So we see that it's referred to as his integrity. It's our integrity. It's the integrity of us. We could, we could talk about God's integrity, but that's God. But if we want to talk about our integrity, we've got to talk about our integrity. Well, we do. We know what God does, but what do we do? How do we respond? How do we operate? How do we honor God? How do we bless God? How do we bless others? How do we honor others? Well, it's done through our integrity. It's how we walk. It's how we choose to walk. 
Hallelujah. If our integrity is derived from God and his word, then our character will mimic God's. What's the character of God? How's God? How does God operate? You know what? That's the neat part about God when you get into his word, when you begin to study his word. You begin to find out how God acts, how he reacts, how he responds, how he feels about different things. And so you never have to guess God in his uh, is in his character his nature the way that he uh, the acts or, or reacts when we begin to find out that God's a good God that he's he loves us and he cares for us and he's for us and not against us we we know that when we go before him that we don't have to cringingly go before God that we can do what Hebrews says go boldly into the throne of of God and just crawl up on his lap praise God because he's a good father. The word Abba, father, means begins to bring that in the sense that you're not, you're not, oh, I can't come in. It's the word daddy that means come into my presence. Hallelujah. Amen. And so as we as we as we see the nature of God, the lovingness of God Himself, the more that we look into Him in His nature, the more we we step into Him and into His Word, all of a sudden it begins to change how we we act and how we react. How many of you can say by your uplifted hand, say, after you got born again and began to uh, follow after God, your nature began to change or your character began to change? Hallelujah. See, a lot of times we think, okay, you know, the desires, or let me just say it this way, the desires that I had before I got born again changed after I got born again, after I accepted Jesus and began to follow after him because he began to put his desires within me. I let him do that. That was a choice I made because I said, God, I want all that you've got for me. And as he put those desires in me and that nature in me, all of a sudden now it began to affect the things I want to go after, the things I want to pursue, the the direction I want to go in life, the things that are meaningful to me, the things that are important to me, the things that I will not compromise on. Where did those come from? It come, that character that was formed in me came from looking into the Word of God. And the more I look into the Word of God, the more you look into the Word of God, then it begins to change things in you and I. Hallelujah. Let me say this. I'm I'm, going to read, uh, uh, because we're going to get into, we talked about integrity, now we're going to move into character a little bit because we've got that established that it's our integrity. It's something that we need to be, to pure. You know, last week I talked about holiness. And it set this up in place because it's how it's it, it, it has a big part of that. It has to do with the moral conduct of our lives and how we set our life apart to, to be holy and pure. And we make the choice to do it because we can't, nobody can make you and I do it. We choose to do it ourselves. And if we choose to walk and have a heart of integrity, then it will begin to cause our character that we display to be totally different. Hallelujah. I like this. I wrote this down. Character is learned in the school of life, but refined in the furnace of experience. I'll say it again. Character is learned in the school of life, but refined in in the furnace of experience. So, how are we going to get to there? We know it's something that's a part of us, that's a place that we need to walk in. It's, it's a realm, an area of our life that needs to guide us. It needs to be that guiding life in us, light in us. But if we don't spend time in His Word, if we don't spend time developing, allowing that Word to develop in us, 
we'll never, des- we'll never develop that character within us that we need, that we desire. Isn't it really good whenever we see people and they're walking with God and it seems like nothing moves them, they're solid, and they, they, they don't get bent out of shape with this when this comes along or that comes along or our government does some bonehead thing or whatever in life. They just keep right on moving. They just keep on cruising. We ain't no worry about it. We just, we just stay before God. Praise God. Amen. Well, how was that character developed? Maybe you have a, a, a mom or a grandma or a great-grandma in your life and, and that you know that, bless God, I mean, nothing moved them, and, they, and their guiding light, of course, was God. Their, their character that they displayed and the integrity that they walked in, we, you know, was derived from spending that time before God. Not time in following after religious views or religion, but God himself and spending time devouring the word of God, reading it and let it be a part of you, soaking it up and applying it in your own life, that it's a personal word to me. And it began to shape and develop me. Let's look at a couple uh, um, uh, scriptures here. Let's go to John chapter 1. Going over in the New Testament now, John chapter 1, and uh, let's look at verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So now here, uh, for as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God. Hallelujah. And, and, and Whitney, I don't say this to embarrass you at all, but I'm telling you, you made the biggest decision you ever made last week. You made the decision to say, Jesus, come be my Lord. He's your personal It's a dec- I tell people, I said, that decision is bigger than any decision you ever made. And I want to tell you this. Don't worry about, what about this? What about that? Let God show you. Let him show you because he loves you so much. He has a good plan for your life. He'll right the wrongs. You don't have to struggle with them. Just say, God, I need your help with this. He'll do it. And he put some good people in your path to help you too. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, this verse right here, when he says, he says, For as many as received him, to him gave he power to become the sons of God. That's what happened when every one of us did what he did. It, Jesus, come into my heart. Take the reins of my heart. Lead me, guide me, show me what to do. Show me how. It became personal that time. And that was the start of developing our character. That was the, the, that was the start of that the integrity of our heart being turned pure and right before him. Now let's go over. And look at another verse. Let's go over to Second uh, uh, Corinthians chapter three. Second Corinthians. Thank you, Lord. Chapter three, and let's uh, look at verse seventeen. Now the Lord is that Spirit, capital S or little s. So, what Spirit are we talking about? The Holy Spirit, right? Now the little s denotes either your human spirit or a demonic spirit or whatnot. 
But he says here, but all that, uh, uh, now the Lord is that spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Freedom, liberty, praise God. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, or the word your translation may say mirror, we with, all, with open face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. We, that's what we behold, right? We're looking into the mirror of God's word. We're looking into this mirror. We're looking into his word. And what are we beholding? We're beholding the glory of the Lord, or it's God's presence manifested his glory, right? And so we beheld, we behold his glory. We behold him, God himself, when we look into his word, because we know the Bible says that Jesus and his word are one, right? Okay? So we all with open face, beholding as in a glass or in a mirror of the glory of the Lord, we are done what? We're changed. Everybody say changed. We're changed into what image? Some other image? No, the same image. The same image of what? Of what we're looking into, the mirror, right? So we're changed into that same image from glory to glory. Now this is talking about levels of glory. So we're, we're changed from one level of glory to another. Well, that's a growth, right? Even as by the Spirit of the Lord. It's the Spirit of the Lord. It's the Spirit of God that, that does that change in us. But it's us, it's us that looks into this mirror that focuses his gaze upon, that begins to meditate in, begins to dig in, begins to eat and chew on the word, the mirror, and then we are changed into that same image. What is that image? It's the image of pure love. It's the image of doing things right. It's the image of integrity. It's the image of, of who God is himself. We, are, we can't get ourselves there, but as we look into the word of God, the word of God changes us from the inside out. Hallelujah. That's why it's so fun to dig into the word of God because all of a sudden you see things and you go, oh, this is good. Oh, that's good. Oh, wow, I didn't see that before. All of a sudden, it makes you think of something else. Oh, yeah, let me go over there and look at that. Oh, this is good. Oh, that, oh and on the whole time, it's what is it developing? It's developing integrity on the inside, and then all of a sudden, you act on it, and it's called character. This is who I am. Before you were born again, you were a character, all right. Your character hung out. <laughs> uh, we don't want to know about your character, GJ. No. <laughs> None of us want to know. But praise God for the change that happened on the inside that begins to affect everything that we do, how we act, how we talk, how we think, how we communicate, how our decision-making. It all begins to be changed by looking in to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Okay, let me say a couple things here. We need to have enough moral character. If I can read my own writing. We need to have enough moral character to spend time worshiping God. We should never have to have an excuse for character to arise. We should never have to have an excuse because it should be who we are. It should be natural. It should be who we are. When somebody sees you, Stephanie, they shouldn't see you one way at church in some way different. How can that be different? Because then you would be, the only way for that to be different is because your actions, your thoughts, your, your, your words that you speak everything about you would be different at home than they are in a spiritual moment. Yeah, the dog voice. <laughs> we won't go there. And so, so it begins to affect how we, how we act and whatnot. Okay? We're not to strive to be different. We are to strive to be like him, like God. 
And in doing so, we become different. Hallelujah. Um, let's go over to 1 Peter chapter 2. We talked about this verse before. And I'm going to read this out of the Amplified because I really like the way the Amplified says it. Hallelujah. Let me get there myself. Um, we're going to look at verse 9. 1 Peter 2, 9. Amplified says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, royalty, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people, that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So what happens here? We're not going to be different to be different. We strive to be like him, this chosen race, this royal priesthood, set apart. We talked about being holy unto him, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people. That Why? That we may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So it's a choice that we make as we as we press into him, as we begin to seek him, as we put him first, as we, we draw our virtues from him and our thoughts, our actions, everything about us begins to do what? It begins to look just like him. Looks just like our father, praise God. And so it's, it, it's something that we look into and it begins to cause, uh, cause character to be formed. All right? Chosen to be just like our Father, the chosen generation. Chosen to be like Him. Chosen to imitate Him. Jesus said He was our example or our example. He showed us how to be, He showed us the Father. He did. Because He said, I only do the things I see my Father do, I only say the things I hear my Father say. Well, guess what? That's how we're supposed to do it. How did he do that? How did he arrive at that point? Was it just, oh, he was born that way? Well, he was born as a man. And he had to, he spent time in the synagogue. He spent time in the scriptures to find out who he was. Matter of fact, he found himself in scripture and he began to read, This day the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me. He found himself in scripture. We have to find ourselves in scripture. Same way Jesus did. And so he began to act just like his father. We are to act like our father because we find ourselves in Scripture. We look in and see. We behold ourselves in that mirror, right? We just read earlier. We look into there and we're changed into what? A different image? No. The same image, aren't we? The same image of what we're looking into, the Word of God. We're changed into that image day by day. So it's not something that just happens one time. Oh, I read the Bible the other day. That's great. But do you read your Bible daily? Do you spend time in his presence? That's how, that's how character uh, uh, will come out right because it affects the integrity of the heart. Chosen to be just like our Father. We lost ourselves. when we were immersed in the blood. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. Aren't you thankful for that? The character of the Father came into us. Now, let me just say, a lot of it's in the genes. You know how your children do things and stuff because it's, it's in the DNA. It's, it's part of it. Guess what? When we were born again, there's things that were placed in us. But Scripture also tells us numerous places, and you put on Christ. So there's a putting on. There's a developing. There's a growing in what we already have and what we've received. Thank God we, we're growing. Hallelujah. None of us have arrived a lot of imperfections since we're continually growing. As long as we're in this body, we will have imperfections in this body, many of them. 
That's why Paul talked so much about keeping his body under. We talked about that before. The problem where the problem's going to come, last week we talked about it, where the problem comes most of the time is from the flesh. Because its desire, the Bible says, is enmity against God. It butts heads with God all the time. You, you begin to renew your mind. You begin to spend time in the Word of God. Your mind becomes renewed. It's a part of your soulish realm, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your will begins to be conformed to God's will as you spend time in His Word. Your emotions begin to stabilize, but your flesh, it still will do whatever it wants to do to, keep, to make itself look good. You can't ever, ever take your hand off your flesh, so to speak. You know what I'm saying. You've got to watch it continually. It'll put somebody down to lift itself up in a heartbeat. And so we are changed into his image. What's changed? Our mind, our will, our emotions, our spirit man is reborn, but it grows. But our spirit man, who we really are, grows and are developed and matured in the word of God. Faith comes how? There you go. You got it. It's a continuation, isn't it? It's not a one-time. Faith doesn't come by having heard. Well, I heard last week. Well, you had enough to last you about a half a day. But then on Monday or Tuesday came along, and the problem come along, you, your faith wasn't able to defend that off because you, it, you hadn't had a fresh supply of it. You know, we use this, uh, we use this illustration Bless Nancy's heart, she's been very forgiving with me because I've used her as an example many times because you could just imagine Nancy, she's always prim and proper and got everything right. And, and, uh, <laughs> and so, and, and they used to live over in Riverton. And so it was a good example uh, to use on that. And so uh, I would say, okay, uh, now what would happen if uh, Nancy... Um, uh, when she left Riverton, you know, she made sure she had her makeup and her lipstick and everything all in the right place. When she got here, she walked into church, and somebody walked up, or I walked over, and I said, Nancy, I said, you got lipstick all over your face. I'm sorry. Where would the first place she do? She would go to look in the mirror, right? And she'd probably think, well, I probably did. But now let's add up that scenario a little bit. What would happen if when she got here... And as soon as she parked, before she came into church, she pulled her visor down, looked in the mirror, made sure everything was prim and proper and right. Now when she walked in, I said, oh, Nancy, you got lipstick all over your face. She said, no, I don't. What's the difference? The time since she had lo last looked in the mirror. The time since you and I have last spent looking into the mirror defines our condition or where we're at right now and how we're going to handle what comes along. If you've just been looking in the mirror and the devil tells you you've got ugly all over your face, you say, no, I don't. I've just been looking into the mirror. I know I'm who God says I am. Are you with me? Hallelujah. And so, as we spend time in the Word of God, we're changed into that same image by looking continually into the mirror of the Word of God. Hallelujah. Thank God for the mirror of the Word. Amen. Thank God for that. Praise God. This character that we take on must be the character of our Father. Now, if, let's, let's use another scenario. What happens if the mirror that we're looking into is the world all day long? You know what I'm saying by the world. The world around us, the ungodliness, the darkness that's in the world. What happens if you're not spending any time in the Word of God, but you're spending plenty of time looking into the mirror of the world around you? Well, you're changed into that same image day by day. Hello. Oh, yeah, but that won't affect me. Not. Wrong. Don't work that way. We're very influenced. We're people of easily influenced. Don't don't kid yourself. That's how we can be deceived. But if we look into the mirror of the Word of God on a continual, finding who we are continually, letting that guide us. Even, even things uh, I knew, I, I, um, you know, I, I see 
uh, many people in situations and situations a lot of it has to do and we've seen a lot of people in here as they begin to come they came from uh, uh, an arena of, of wrong teaching and as you begin to get into the word of God what happens it begins to straighten things out because the word of God can be taken out of context I've heard it preached out of context a lot of things you can take you can prove anything with the word of God you heard me say Judas wouldn't hang himself go and do that likewise Two scriptures that's in the Bible, but they don't go together. But you can make them say what you want to say. But as you read them under the leadership of the Holy Spirit in context of who they are, all of a sudden they begin to develop the theology in us that's correct and solid and stable, praise God. And it begins to develop the integrity in us of who we are in Christ and we begin to act like him. So our character then, we don't have to ever be concerned about. Well, what would I do in that situation? Have you ever thought about something? Okay, if I was in that situation, how would I respond? What would I do? I didn't have to go through what they went through, but how would I respond? I'll tell you exactly how you'd respond. You'd be respond by the character or by the uh, integrity of your heart exactly how you respond by how much time you spend in the word of God by how solid of a, that this is this is solidified many people live their life one foot in the world one foot in church and they expect that when they when the chips are down they're always going to they're always going to act they're going to respond just like God would respond probably not so much I didn't think I'd get a very many amens out of that or Lisa and oh me would be good. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're learning, we're growing, but we're not going to stay there. We're not going to stay at the same place, right? We're going to continue to grow. Praise God. All right. Let's go over and spend just a little bit of time on this, and then we'll, we'll close out Romans, the eighth chapter. I mean, you can't, uh, you can't talk about Christ in you like this without talking about Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. It's, it's you know, because, um, you know, I mean, when it starts out, there is therefore now no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit and then begins to talk about the walk of the Spirit, how we're to walk. It begins to define how we're going to, how we're supposed to live our life. So let's look at... Um, Let's start reading in verse 11 here. Oh, I love all of chapter Romans 8. It's one of my favorite chapters. But if, everybody say if. How many of you know it's a huge word? Don't ever throw out the word if. Because what's it do? It denotes action on our part. Nobody can make us do something, but if we choose. It's a cho choice, word of choice. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken or make alive your mortal body by his spirit that dwelleth in you. That's what happens when we're born again. His spirit comes on the inside and begins to quicken us, makes us alive and begins to change us. Amen? But then he goes on and says, Wherefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, but to live after... Uh, or to live after the flesh. Now, if we're born of the Spirit, we're debtors to the Spirit, not of the flesh, to do what it wants to do. Look at verse uh, 13. This is where we're headed. But if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify or put down the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Truly live. For as many as are led, everybody said led, by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. In other words, this is a protocol as a born-again believer is to be led by the Spirit of God. I need to take just a moment here. Uh, I've used this illustration. How many of you, uh, when you were in school, you did the little uh, experiment with taking a cup? There are two cups and a string between them, and you'd hold one up to your ear, and your friend would go down and, and talk in the other end. You do that? Do they still do that in school today? I don't know if they still do or not. Anyway, 
That's kind of neat, kind of a little thing. So I like to say it like this. So here it tells us that the Holy Spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. So the Holy Spirit, so there's this communication. So, okay, now in today's time, you've got a Cat 6 wire that's run from the Holy Spirit to your spirit. You got that, right? High-speed connection, or maybe a fiber. There you go. Oh, there you go. Now we're cooking. So you've got this line of communication, regardless of what it is, from the Holy Spirit to your spirit. All right? Your spirit that's in you is the spirit that God breathed into you when you were born again. The Bible says in Genesis that God created man and breathed into him and he became a living soul. The original translation says he became a speaking spirit. Don't ever forget that. You and I were made to speak. The devil tried to shut you up all he can, but when you speak what God says, praise God. That's why Jesus, when he was tempted, what did he do? He spoke to the devil. He spoke his word. Anyway, enough of that. So the Holy Spirit speaks or communicates with our spirit. That's the MO. That's as a child of God, that's how he communicates with us. And when God speaks, he's going to speak on the inside of you. He's not speaking to our head, speaking to our spirit man on the inside. I like people to do this. Just lay your hand right there on the and and and, and know that the spirit of God lives on the inside of you. Okay? Not up here. And that's why I say if you're, you've asked the Lord about something, you're wanting him to speak to you concerning something, just take and lay your hand down here. It'll bring your attention all of a sudden off your head into your spirit and begin to listen on the inside. Now, a lot of times there will be, uh, you know, you'll hear him say something, but the most of the time it's a witness. It's a bearing witness. You know, we, we see in Scripture where Paul talked about, and he seemed right to go up to Ephesus. It seemed right. What was he doing? He was getting a witness on the inside. The Spirit of God was speaking to him through the witness, the inner witness on the inside. It's your inner man. That's another term that's used in Scripture, inner man, or your spirit of man. The Bible says the spirit of man is a candle of the Lord, lighting up the inward parts of the belly. And so he speaks on the inside. And so, and know this, the line of communication, the M.O., of being a child of God is that the Holy Spirit communicates with your spirit. He doesn't communicate, well, if this works out this way and this works out, I know it's God. God's bigger than that. Besides that, that's something the enemy can mess with or people can mess with too and get you all off track. The church today that Jesus said, I'll do a new thing, I'll begin to live on the inside, write my words in their hearts, right? So, how does he speak to us today? He speaks to our spirit. He don't, your direction doesn't come from a man. It doesn't come from me. So don't come to me, ask me what you should do. Ask your father. He talks to you directly. That's where people mess up. They get, get man in the equation. Well, you know, let me speak to them. We won't get into it, but there is a place for prophets that speak and the, the, the ministry gifts. But that's different. What I'm talking about is our everyday life, how the Spirit of God leads us and guides us is through our spirit. So there's that line of communication. The Spirit, Holy Spirit speaketh to our spirit. That's his MO. That's how he operates. So here in this verse, when he says, for as many as are led, so there, you could also say as many as are not led, Right? So there's, you have a choice. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. This is how the sons of God, or daughters of God, how we are, are led is by the Spirit of God. We have not received the spirit of bondage, again, to fear, but we, we have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself, the King James says, a couple of translations, the original translation says, the Spirit himself. The Holy Spirit is a him, not an it. Don't ever forget that. 
Don't say it told me. No, he told you. The Holy Spirit himself beareth witness. There's that beareth witness that I'm talking about. With our spirit, capital S or little s on the second one. What's the first one? So the Holy Spirit, the big S, beareth witness with the little s, our spirit, or recreated human spirit. We got born again when we accepted Jesus. The Holy Spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then being heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. So this is how God operates. This is how God speaks to our heart. So as we spend time in the Word of God, then the Word of God in us is, is in union with God himself. God and his Word are one, right? And so when God speaks to us, he has something to communicate with us that's right. God don't speak the language of the world. He speaks his language. And as we look into the word of God, we're changed into that same image. That word dwells in us, and so we respond to his word. He responds to his word. That's why when we speak God's word, we have all heaven behind us. Hallelujah. And so we're changed into that same image and then how our character then becomes just like him. Hallelujah. If you don't like the character you're all, you are, praise God, you can change that. I got good news for you. Amen. Praise God. Aren't you glad you can? So don't forget, character is learned in the school of life and refined in the furnace of experience. Let's everybody stand. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're changing from glory to glory. We're changing from one level of glory to another. Hallelujah. She must be working out someplace. Uh, uh, Angie, is she out in the is she in the nursery or? Huh? Oh, there she is. Was you hiding, Angie? You was hiding. Oh, you know he's gonna be picking on me. I'm hiding. I'm out of here. <laughs> Angie, I want to use you as an example because you're a great example of when you first started coming. And I'm telling you, you have bloomed, girl. You have bloomed like just a blessing. A blessing to this church, a blessing to people around you. And I know your blessing sphere of increase has increased because God's, you've allowed God to increase within you. And uh, it's just really neat to see. But if you wonder what God can do, she's a good example. Many others of you, too. It's just really cool because I get a front row seat to watch and see God changing your lives, and it's just awesome. So I want to say this. Don't give up on yourself. Stay in the Word of God. Stay spending the time in the Word of God. Allow God's Word to be developed in you, that Word of life in you you begin to study the Word of God and that anointing begins to roll over on the inside of you. And sometimes you might just be reading your Bible and you just break down just begin to weep. The presence of God is so strong. It's just awesome. And it's really cool. We don't get there overnight. We get there from one level of glory to another. We're changed into that same image. So know this, that God is working on the inside of us. We're not there yet. We're working on it. You might be still in the jackhammer stage. You might feel like, oh, it's a working in me, I can tell. I wish that part would hurry up and get done. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But he's working. Aren't you glad he's working on us?
Aren't you glad we're not the same as we used to be? People begin to like you better. Because you begin to be more fun to hang around. All of a sudden, you got something to give. You've got something to present. You've got your character now is the character of the Father. And people said they'll look you up to get help. They'll come to you because they know that you're that peculiar person, not because you're trying to be, but because of who you are. I'm telling you right now, there is so much junk going on in the world today. Just being like Jesus, people go, whoa. I've never seen that before. They need that. Jesus said we're to be the light of the world. How are we to do that? Not, oh, looky here, I'm going to be the light of the world. No, we just strive to be more like him. And in doing so, we become the light. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me just pray over you real quick. Father, I just thank you for every person here in the sound of my voice. Lord, we want to honor you with our life. We want to honor one another. And so, Father, I just pray over this congregation that's here today that's heard your word, Father God, and I, I pray has been encouraged in their hearts. And, Father, I thank you, Lord, for that we, our desire is to come higher with you, that our character more represent you than the world that we live in, but it represents you and brings glory and honor to you because it leads others toward you, not away from. Lord, forgive us when we acted selfish and, 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 and acted the way of the world. We ask you to forgive us and cleanse us of that. But Lord, we thank you for working in us. We ask you to continue to develop in us more of who you are and who we're supposed to be. Thank you for patiently working with us. We love you. We give you thanks and praise. Thank you for healing in bodies. Thank you, Father God. Those that need healing, need health, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we know that your word says in Isaiah 53, 5 and 1 Peter 2, 24, that you yourself bore our sicknesses and diseases in your own body on the tree or on the cross, being dead to sins, we should live under righteousness by whose stripes we were healed. So I thank you, Father, that you bought and paid for healing on the cross. Thank you, Father. Thank you for those that need wisdom concerning their jobs or whatever it is. Lord, you're the one that gives wisdom. Those that need promotions, Lord, Lord, you'll give that promotion that's needed. Those that just need uh, uh, wisdom to know what to do on different things. I thank you, Father, for that coming. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We magnify you. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. Thank you, Lord. It's been a joy having you with us today. We pray you've been blessed by spending the time in God's Word. Always remember, you're valuable and precious, special and important to Him.